Hi, I'm Hannah Sparrow. As a behavior analyst, I'm here to connect the science of behavior to everyday life. Join me as I reveal the secrets of why we do what we do and give you tools for how to change habits. Hi, I'm so glad you're here. This is episode 50. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love doing this and hopefully you guys can enjoy just hearing a different perspective and going through life with me because <laughs> that's what it's turned into. It's turned into not just science. It's turned into like, oh, junk. I thought I knew how science applied to real life, but uh, I'm still learning every single day <laughs> and I love the learning, but it's not always fun. <laughs> But let's follow up last time. Let's talk some more about rule-governed behavior. So I talked about what it was in the sense that you're learning how to do something, but just because you're told, you're following a rule. Let's look at a child, for example. We're going to use my little two-year-old for some examples today. He's, he's funny. <laughs> he's got good energy for a kid. It's just, and he's curious and he moves all the time. So he'll, he'll be fun to use for this. So rule-governed behavior. You don't see a lot of rule-governed behaviors with a two-year-old. Now, you might see more or less depending on the child. And the reason is, is because language is not a teaching tool. Now, with my little one, sometimes language is. So for example, we went to the store and he loves the Oreos. And we had gotten the Oreos and he's clutching the Oreos. And I'm like in my head thinking, junk. We're in line at the grocery store and they're going to need to scan it and he's not going to give it up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to explain to him what's going to happen. I said, look, dude, see your Oreos. We need to give them to this person over here. It's going to go beep and then we'll give it back to you. And then we're going to drive home and then you can eat them at home. And he kind of sits there like, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is nice. I'm just talking to a two-year-old here. This is great. I look like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> We get up there to the cashier and the first thing he does is he spins around in his little like seat in the cart and hands the cashier the Oreos just peacefully. He did it without having to experience it. He followed the rule, hand the person the Oreos. So apparently my two-year-old has rule-governed behaviors. He doesn't have to experience it. Now, to follow those rules, you may have to have some experience. He had to know like the processes and things like that. And he catches on to patterns really well, like to the point that if I change the schedule or routine, he loses it because he's like, this is a routine. We did it once. It's now a routine. I'm like, dude, your mama does not stick to routines. I, I need to work on that. It's just not been a big value of mine. <laughs> so I've not worked on it. But you take two-year-olds and usually if you say, hey, don't touch the stove, are they going to not touch the stove or are they going to touch it by accident at some point? Yeah, they're going to touch it because they haven't learned that sometimes you have a rule and you just need to follow it, but they don't understand that. So what do we do when it comes to stoves? Like my, my little brings out the step stool to the middle of the kitchen. I'm making dinner and I'm like, dude, you can't make food right now. And I'm like, dude, it's too hot. You're not getting on the step stool to the stove. He loses it. He drops to the ground. He's screaming. And I'm like, no, you cannot get up here because you will get burned. Well, one time recently, somehow he got near the stove. He touched something hot. I was like, yes, dude, it's hot. And he goes, ah. And I was like, yes, it's hot. So he's understanding the word hot and he's now refraining, but he had to experience it. It wasn't pure rule governed. Let's take another one. I have a lot of parents that come to me for this behavior and I deal with it with my kids. And it was much easier to teach my daughter for some reason than it has been my son. <laughs> and it's running out into the street. So if I say stop, is he just going to stop? Because I say stop. No, 
are you kidding me? He's two. He's going, he's got something on his mind. Like we're in the grocery store. He now has a habit where after we go through the cash register, we then are walking towards the door and I got the full cart and I got both kids and he books it. I'm like, what the heck? The first time he did it, he almost runs the street and I'm literally running after him. So like I I run in the store. That's just my plan. I get in my running at the grocery store. I don't need a treadmill. (laughs) And What I do when he doesn't have rule-governed behavior is I run after him and save his life. So we're doing actions instead of words because the words are just not working. So then we're sitting in a cul-de-sac outside of my apartment complex. And I'm like, we need to turn this behavior into a learned behavior, not by experience of running into the road, but from me literally stopping him. So if he runs out towards the street, I physically, I say stop and I physically stop him. I don't keep repeating stop because that's not going to work. If the words are not working, why use them? It's like trying to pull out something hot out of the oven. If you don't have any hot pads, what are you going to grab? A baggie? That's not going to work. Why would you use a baggie that the heat goes straight through? It's the same thing. If words are not going to work, where are you going to use them? I use physical strategies. I get in his way and I hold him back. And then I explain afterwards, don't go in the street. You will get hurt. The cars will not see you. It's not safe. It's dangerous. I'm trying to put like keywords that I could use later on that I'm going to think of. Not in a conversation mode. It's like, it's dangerous. You know, I might holler that or it's hot (laughs) or stop. And I want those cues to be, they're going to have to be learned, but in a sense rule governed because I don't want him to run in the road and something to happen. So when someone is young and they're still learning, you're going to have to do things to inhibit them from experiencing the consequences of something that should be rule governed. It should be rule governed in the sense of, hey, don't go out in the street. Don't go to strangers. Don't X, Y, and Z. But it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes you need to turn it into experiential is kind of what I'm doing when I'm stalking. Stop. It's kind of what I'm doing when I'm stopping my kiddo is I'm creating it to be an experiential learning opportunity, not rule governed. So that's how you modify. You put something in their environment to show them this is what you do. And as they have more and more of those in their repertoire of what they know what to do later on, when they understand more language and understand more experiences of other habits, they can develop more rule-governed behaviors. So hopefully this helps a little bit in understanding rule-governed versus experiential and kind of how they merge also and evolve over time. But why would you use words if words don't work? Let's teach them what the words mean so that over time we can develop rule-governed behaviors. So let's talk more next time on perspective with adults or older people because when you're not a little, you don't have excuses of your cuteness for not understanding things. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Sparrow. Listen again on Mondays and Fridays for more Behavior Talk. And in the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And you can follow me on my socials at Sparrow and HannahSparrow.org. But the most important is I would love to hear your messages because I want to hear what topics you want talked about. 